So I'll be the wise sage in this episode because I'll I'll give you my guidance. My guidance. <laughs> uh, but not yet. We're gonna slowly reveal that. Um, oh, I, okay. Yeah. Well, then we don't want people to tune out. No, no, they. Who tunes out of our our podcast after? I know it's always eight, interesting. What ten do you minutes. Mean? If you tune out after ten minutes, yeah. You, I don't want you. <laughs> That's true. I don't want those time on listening to the show. <laughs> that take. Welcome to What's Law Got to Do With It, a lighthearted look at life in law school. I'm Professor Richard Haig. And I'm 3L law student Felicity Rudan. Felicity, how are things today? Things are all right. I'm, I'm feeling like that Adam intro is really getting strong, so <laughs> totally, feeling good about that. Totally agree. You almost, you're nailing it there. I You could, if, uh, you know, other than a, the resonance being different, because you woman's voice instead of a man's but everything else is perfect you got adam down pat i think he'll nice. we'll, we'll have to call him in as a guest and find out what he thinks i um, hope we don't get fan mail that's like you sound nothing like adam what are you talking about <laughs> yeah what, what's that prof talking about uh so i have to i'm always supposed to ask you a question that is out of the blue right or uh and i didn't oh, i didn't even think of one so here's here's me that thinking well I'm, yeah yeah I'm putting <laughs> how's it feel not so good eh? uh i think have i written a reference letter for you felicity you have what is the oddest thing that you have on your resume that you tell people oh i think you know this one already yeah i know um but i don't think it was i don't know i didn't read the reference letter you wrote for me but um the oddest thing on my resume is that i played quidditch Yes. Um, yeah, like the, Have the you, Harry Potter sport. Yes, and so yeah. I remember that, and that's why. I, but I wondered if has anybody ever asked you in an interview about that? Oh my god, constantly. Oh, okay. It's like so weird that I get. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it's why I got at least my first job, um, because it's just so weird that people are like, "What is this thing?" Right. And right. in a super short interview, it does. It takes like a couple minutes to explain. It's something I'm like clearly like kind of weird, but also funny about and so i don't know i think it's like a good it's a good icebreaker so, so sorry we, we we're dallying here but this is good would you put, would you recommend to people they put something odd on their resume that's a kind of a like a, a little oddity a little thing that will capture the interest of somebody somewhere i don't think that you should try to do it force for the it. sake don't of it. it i think yeah don't force it because it'll be obvious and like the last thing you want is to be sitting in an interview trying to bullshit your way through this weird thing on your resume like you don't want that right um you don't want that to be your first impression but i would say definitely put something in there to make it tip to, to like kind of show who you are rather than just like a generic law student who got some good marks yeah like I, no, I there's agree. just too many of those i agree there's too many that i read travel or you know, travel is an interest or hockey. Uh, this, yeah. <laughs> so that Quidditch does stand out. All right. Sorry, uh, guest. Sorry, Chenille. Chenille Lewis <laughs> is our guest today. We've had Chenille on before, but we've got her back. <laughs> welcome guest. I, I think welcome guest. I think she, you had to put up with three minutes of banter last time, so it's you're used to it already. Hi, Chenille. All fine. All Can you fine. Hi. Introduce yourself. Sure, no problem. My name is Chenille. I'm and I'm a 2L at Osgood trying to figure things out while we're here. <laughs> I like to say that I still feel like I'm in 1L 
because it, it just feels weird to transition from 1L to 2L. I'm like, oh, wow, I used to look up to upper years because I see them as the person, the people that know everything. And I'm like, am I the person that knows oh, everything yeah. now? <laughs> people, people now look up to you. Didn't you know that? So you know everything? Yeah. And I actually did. Um, I wasn't an all-week section leader. So that was kind of interesting because they would always come to me with questions. And I'm like, oh, I remember being in your position. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what they're, and that's what you're there for, right? Yeah. Because they, they keep, um, they kept mentioning that we might not think that we know a lot, but we know a lot more than the one else coming in. So just be friendly and kind of demystify law school as best as you can. And I did recommend this podcast to my section. Oh, well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. What section were, were you orientating? Section C, section oh, okay. C. Yeah, so I, was, I stayed with my same section. <laughs> Richard's favorite section. Yeah, that's great. I always seem to, it's, well, C and B, those are my two sections, but oh, okay. uh, I don't know why they, uh, why they keep us in the same one all the time. Uh, so, Shanil, you know the drill, though. You, I know you had a movie and a TV last time, but that doesn't e- exempt you from this time. So, mm. what are you going to tell us? Another favorite of yours, law-related. Another favorite is um, I watched it recently on Netflix. I believe it's called Fracture. So, um, it's 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 a criminal law-related, of course. Um, I'm not sure if any, I guess none of you have watched it because your faces are like, no, no, <laughs> just completely blank. Yeah. Not yeah, only so not watched, um, never, I've never even heard of it. Never mind. Yeah, watched. It's very old, actually. Um, someone recommended it. It's about um, a couple. So it starts with um, it's a wealthy man. They live in like this mansion. And then I guess he finds out that she's cheating. So he's very smart. Um, he kills her. He stays in the house. Um, and then the police is outside, they come in and they're like, hey, can we talk to you? And he pretty much just admits that he's killed his wife. Um, but because there's no physical evidence, he just thought he wouldn't be convicted. So at that point, she wasn't actually dead. I said kill, but he didn't kill her. She was on life support. Oh. Um, so he was actually charged with attempted murder. Um, and he got off. He got he actually represented himself. He said he didn't want a lawyer. So he represented himself, but he was very smart. So he thought he could outsmart the system. Um, So she's on life support um, and then the trial ends and then he um, decides to, I guess, unplug the unplug her. So she dies. So he thought that like that means everything's done. But then the lawyer was very obsessed because the lawyer was kind of annoyed that he was so cocky about it. So the lawyer reminded him about double, well, he thought that he was covered by double jeopardy so he couldn't be charged again. But then the lawyer reminded him that it was attempted murder and now it's actually murder. So it was so good. It was really good when they they ended it on that note. I'm like, yes. (laughs) Now we don't have to watch the movie. Yeah, I know that. Definite, I gave a whole summary. Definite spoiler alert there. <laughs> yeah, put that in the episode description. I'm going to have to somehow edit and put, say, spoiler <laughs> where I didn't say spoiler alert before. I was too, I was good, too into it. That's good. That's, he, I like that passion. Yeah. Yes. Doesn't, you know, it's weird that he was that smart, but he didn't realize he was not that he smart. He didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Life lesson. He confessed to shooting his wife. He confessed. Now, did Mr. Crawford appear confused, intoxicated, or impaired in any way? No. No, not at all. He knew exactly what was going on. Detective Nunn, what did Mr. Crawford say? He said, it was like I just suddenly snapped. I got the gun, and I shot my wife. I shot her in the head. Objection. So, Chanel, I have a question now because we've had you 
now twice, and I think all three of the three um, movies slash slash TV show suggestions have been criminal law related. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be a criminal lawyer when you grow up? I am not. <laughs> I do not want to be a criminal lawyer, but a lot of people actually ask me. So what happened is my undergrad was in justice studies. So I was already exposed to criminal law quite a lot. So I feel like all my experiences, like from undergrad tied to it, and I've always naturally just found myself clinging to criminal law movies because it, it's always very interesting. Like criminal law, like admittedly, is the sexy part of law, if we're being honest. <laughs> So a lot of us do cling to it, but then we realize, okay, this is just what it looks like on TV. That doesn't mean it's the same. So I think I came in, I'm like, okay, perhaps I could do criminal law, but sitting in the first year criminal law course, I just knew I was not going to become a criminal lawyer. Um, So, well, I guess I was, I kind of had a conversation with myself and I realized that what I liked about criminal law was actually just litigation. So I am pretty much open to doing litigation in any area of law. I just don't want to be a transactional lawyer in that sense. So it did help me figure out um, what I want to do. I wouldn't say I'm set on what I want to do, though. I I always tell people I'm trying to figure it out. I'm part of the Competition Law Society right now as an exec and and just trying to go through the motions. And I like learning about different areas of law to make an informed decision. Um, Because my biggest, the thing that I always think about is like, I don't want to end up in an area of law that I absolutely hate later on in life, right? So (laughs) that's kind of my biggest thing. So uh, I get to ask Felicity, did you have a sense of what, where you were going to go as entering law school? So I think I, no, Um, I think I always knew I wanted to be a litigator. I thought I was going to, coming in, I thought like for sure public law of some kind, like constitutional or crim. Mm. Um, And then I actually like really enjoyed torts and property and other kind of stuff in first year. I worked, I got a job in in 1L um, and worked for the first two summers at a corporate firm. So Mm. then I thought like, okay, well maybe private law. And then now I'm like, Oh, but I miss, I miss the public law stuff. So <laughs> all that to say, I kind of had an idea and, but didn't really know, thought I figured it out. And now I'm back to having no idea what to do with my life. Okay. So I'll be the wise sage in this episode. Cause I'll, I'll give you my guidance, my bit, guidance. <laughs> uh, but not yet. We're going to slowly reveal that. Um, oh, I, okay. To, yeah. well, then, we don't want people to tune out. No, no, they, <sighs> Who tunes out of our our podcast after? I know it's always eight, interesting. What ten do you minutes. Mean? If you tune out after ten minutes, yeah, you're. I don't want <laughs> That's you. That's true. I don't want those timed on the, listening to the show. Hot take. <laughs> Chanel, um, was it the criminal law course itself though that turned you off criminal law? That just seems a bit odd. I I don't. How, what, what was there a specific incident or is it just an accumulation or? No, I think um, I was, I guess I was comparing all my courses, right? So we had criminal law, we had tort law, we had contract law, um, and of course, constitutional. So being exposed to all these different areas, um, I'm very much an interest-based learner. So I, I kind of figured out what I enjoyed doing more. Um, I do think the practical reality is different from what we learn in class, but I just, I 
thought I came in thinking that I would be in love with criminal law. And then I was actually exposed to people that are in love with criminal law. And I'm like, oh. I'm not at their passion. Cause I actually did. I was, I actually volunteered with class as an intake and caseworker in the criminal law division. And then when you're actually there with people that genuinely want to do criminal law, like they've found a job um, at a firm or whatever. And I'm just like, I don't feel this way about it if I'm being honest with myself. So I don't think I should settle for it. Right. So it's like, I didn't feel the way I thought I would feel. Okay. No, no, that's, that's good. That's a very good answer. Right? I mean, cause as you say, you had this vision, then it mm-hmm. turned and it's good that you're able to kind of readjust. Yeah. Uh, but litigation, both of you really think of litigation still as the thing that you want yeah. to do. Yeah. Is that because you like to argue, you like standing on your feet? You like, based on our last episode, you like to ask questions in class. That's exactly. Like I think I like being, I like being on the spot. Um, and I actually like the, just the general court experience, right? Like when I was in undergrad, I did, I volunteered, um, which brought me in court. I was in bail court like a few times a week. I just like being in court. I can't imagine myself um, being a transactional lawyer where I'm typically just in an office, I'm going to meetings. I don't know why, when I envision my life, I just don't see that being the main part of it. Um, before law school, I, I did work with um, a paralegal because I did my paralegal diploma before. Um, so I worked in an office and I remember my worst days were the days that we didn't go to court. <laughs> in the we office. were just there in the office and I was just struggling to stay awake. Yeah. So I just know that's not for me. <laughs> okay. Felicity, yeah. same? Similar? Um, no, because I think... Well, I think, and I don't want to burst your bubble here, Chanel, but I do think that a lot of litigation is is preparing for court and pre-court. Paper yeah, yeah, I'm aware. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What, what I like about um, a litigation focus is, is more like the kind of structure of the thinking and the putting together an argument. And I just mm-hmm. think that's like really different than um, like putting together a deal or yeah. a tax strategy or something else. Like it's just a very different... Um, kind of like structure of how to think. Yeah, yeah, I, I do agree. I do admit that I, I can agree to that because I when I meet with people, um, especially when I meet litigators, they usually tell us that when you're a summer student, you're never like you're never going to court anytime soon. You're just going to be doing the legal research and stuff. But I actually still don't mind that because I know I see I guess I see the bigger picture versus for a transactional stuff. I'm like, I don't really care that much about this contract, this merger, merger. In a, I don't know anything about it. I, I, I don't I just don't feel passionately about it. And I don't think I could do that for years. Right. So, yeah. You know, corporations are people too. Sure. (laughs) Sure. That's what business associations is teaching me. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, though, there are litigation jobs where you are almost on your feet every day, but they typically like, uh, you know, if you do employment labor law, you're often hearing cases every day and you don't do the same kind of prep work that civil litigators do, for instance, Mm -hmm. or well, back to Crown or Crown, they're on their feet every day, but you don't want to do Mm -hmm. criminal law. So, (laughs) Uh, We'll figure it out. I'm open to figuring out. I'm I'm trying to see what works, right? Yeah. And I think one of the things that I I would say, my wise advice to to everybody, just you two and everybody else, all the, (laughs) well, yeah, we're there. We're there. Um, <laughs> is you should never think that you've you've forced yourself into a box. Uh, you know, you you'll always have time up until mm-hmm. maybe ten years as a lawyer to move around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I so I think you know I know that it's for some people they think they need to know what they want to do after they graduate, or mm-hmm. certainly their first year as a, an articling. But I think you can wait. There's no uh, I, I have a good friend former student who 
went to Bay Street and worked at a big firm for three years and realized it was not, never really wanted to do. And then he, he realized it was criminal law he wanted to do. So he went back and really? became a defense lawyer after in his fourth <laughs> year. So, you know, that's... At the start of that story, I really thought the good friend was in fact Richard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was <laughs> I... I still, I, I went into law school a bit like you, Chanel. I really thought criminal law was what I wanted to do. And I had no, my, I had no family lawyers. There was, uh, same again, same as you. I had nobody that I knew who was a lawyer, except a friend. His father was a lawyer. Um, mm. But it was mainly through TV, I guess. And I thought, yes. yeah, criminal law. I'd, I really like criminal law. And then I, I, but after my first year when I had criminal law, I still liked criminal law. I really liked it. I liked my prof. He kind of, you know, made the made the made the subject exciting, and so I still mm. thought that criminal law. But then it turned out in second year, it, at my law school, we we had some mandatory courses in second year, and one of them was constitutional law, and I actually liked. And then that, that was what I really liked. I thought, oh, this is even better than criminal law. And my I had, love constitutional, I, <laughs> <laughs> but I had zero. Absolutely zero exposure to it prior to that because I didn't. I did an engineering degree. I didn't. I, I mean, I read oh, okay. the newspaper and followed politics a little bit, but really had no idea about constitutional law until that year. And so, yeah. yeah. When you, oh sorry, oh no, you can go ahead. <laughs> when you were practicing, Richard, did you practice? Did you do constitutional law when you were at a firm? No, I. I mean, I would. Oh. I would have. I would have. I would have loved to, but no, I ended up doing more a general practice at a big firm but i i was in a satellite office so we whatever came in the door so i did some litigation and did some corporate as well and, oh wow okay. but didn't enjoy one minute of it <laughs> for three whole years not a single minute no that's not true i had i made some good friends but i didn't enjoy the work let's say oh, okay. okay so again i'm an example of i then ended up going back into academia so that was that was good. Constitutional law is hard to make a career out of, other than uh, yeah, government or academia seems like the the options. Oh, that's a bit bleak for hope for some of our I, listeners maybe. But. I know, but it's honest. Sometimes <laughs> honest is, is bleak. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> and that's free professional opinion that he just provided. So take it. Yes, <laughs> look at you. You're right. That's free advice. It's worth a lot. So, Chanel, the only, the only uh, well, any any other further thoughts on? We, I, I said to Felicity, we need to get a guest in who was who really knows what they want to do and have never varied from that. We'll have to put the feelers out for anybody that uh, is in that camp. A call out to all our listeners. Yes, but I guess I the takeaway. Oh, you do. Here we go. I know one person. Don't, you like, don't she's have, very set on oh, criminal, but that's about it. You don't have to okay, name yeah. her here, but you can tell us. <laughs> offline full name mailing address yeah. email let's go right now um no, but i think we should end this little segment here with just the, the maybe positive note of um it's okay to have no idea and mm. even if you then figure out that you think you know and then find out you don't like me that's also still okay and you're gonna be fine uh, don't yes you're absolutely right it is okay it's all okay um law opens many doors and it rarely shuts any, so that's that's the positive. You're right. Good job, Felicity. And there was a great segue, <laughs> by the way, as to how we even got there. So I like that because I cannot figure out a way to segue into the uh, the second topic for today, which we don't have a lot of time on. But I did want to talk to Chanel about 
Balsa. Wait, I got it. I got the segue. I got the segue. Go ahead, then. You may not know what you want to do with your life, but you can still find things that you really care about and really enjoy while you're at law school. And Chanel's going to talk to us about one of those. <laughs> Suck it, Adam. Oh, Look at me go. <laughs> yeah, that is it. That, the nails in the coffin, Adam, is never coming back. <laughs> That's now been shown. All right. Good, on that good note. job. Chanel, did you get that? We're so I, proud I of our segue. We don't really care what you have to say. Yeah? <laughs> We're too busy patting me on the yeah, back. Yeah. No, no, seriously. The Black Law Students Association. Is that what we're, yes. That was that was yeah. one of your real interests at law school, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I think, um, I guess the first thing I did, anything Osgood related, um, after we, we got admitted was actually meeting with the, the, the students from the Black Law School we call it balsa so i'll just I say know, balsa yeah. um, <laughs> with the balsa students and it's been my absolute favorite non-academic thing on campus it's just like a whole community that we've created i feel like i can literally ask them for anything like it's just it's really good because they're actually there to provide support to us right so i don't know i feel like in undergrad um i didn't actually try to engage with, with, with like others at school. I just had my typical friends and I go to class and I'd go home versus Balsa forces you to be engaged. Like we are your community, where are you going? So they, they'll, they'll see you in the hallways. We don't, we can't do this now unfortunately right, because right. of COVID, but typically they'd see you in the hallway, hallways and it's always a hi, how are you doing? Um, we have an event, this is what we're doing, blah, 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 right? So it's always good. It's, it's always like, I force my friends that are not like very social. I'm just like, hey, you have to come to the Balsa events. <laughs> Um, so that's pretty good. It's, it's, I didn't expect that. I did not expect that. Cause I think a lot of us, um, will say like, there's not a lot of, I guess, black students in, in just the legal, in the legal, in the law schools and just the legal profession generally. So I was actually, um, quite impressed when I saw some black faces that I could relate to and made the experience a little bit more welcoming. Right. So it's good to have that community within Osgood. Right. And it, well, and it's, it's national though, isn't it? It is. It is. We actually had a conference. So um, every year we have a a national BOSA conference with the other law schools across Canada. So we had it in February before COVID hit. Um, And it was really good. We had a conference in Quebec City. So we'd meet up with Windsor, Ottawa, um, pretty much all the other law schools that have a chapter. Um, And then we get to network with lawyers, um, whether that be private lawyers, um, a few government lawyers as well. And it's like they're connecting us with the people that we should be like it's it's good. It's all about networking and kind of knowing where to where to go. For example, if I want to find out more about a specific firm, I can always depend on someone at Balsa to connect me because they create um, kind of like a contact list for. Okay, this is a Balsa person. Um, sometimes it's a past president or a past member that um, is involved at this firm, and you can speak with them to learn more about this firm. So it's been very good, very helpful. It's like a community of friends, but then there's also that networking aspect. So they're actually providing professional and academic support. So it's good. That is good. Are there, so and in, in various areas of law, like litigation, criminal, everything. Uh, labor. <laughs> so now, yeah. So you, there's no excuse if you don't, don't find what you want to find then. No excuses. No. <laughs> <laughs> just a few to our advantage, right? Yeah. I think that's just, it's so great that it continues after law school and kind of keeps that connection rolling. And I don't know if you know, but I don't, I don't, I feel like that's a lot stronger at Balsa than it is at any of the other, because there are other networks like the Osgood Women's Network and like just other 
the Italian association, there's, there's kind of something for everybody, mm-hmm. but I do think balsa is like really, really strong about building each other yeah. up. And, and I think that's yeah. just so great. That's like my, yeah, we both well. about that. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to need to have training sessions and teach other <laughs> student groups how to do that. Yeah, I agree. Well, and is it because, is there an expectation that once you're out there as a professional, you'll stay on and then pay back the students that say who it's not i wouldn't say it's an expectation in, in in the sense that they're forcing you to do this is like i feel like because they know what it's like to be in law school and, and just not have that you're not seeing the number of familiar faces that other students are seeing so they feel the need to i guess pay for it so they'll they'll always connect with you they'll always be like hey you can reach out we're always meeting them so it's, it's almost hard like how are like the last weekend we had um a wellness retreat um and we had i think i believe I want to say if we had 20 guests, I, I don't know the number. So if we had 20 guests, eight or I'd say probably 18 of them were Osgood Balsa members at some point, right? So they, they keep coming back. So it's hard to show up to the events, but then not connect with us at some point. Cause like, what do you mean? So I think they feel the need to do it because they see value in it. They, it, it. they benefited from it when they were students. So of course, when they go on and they're in their practice, they feel the need to connect with us. So that's, I love it. I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. I yeah, you're right. Yeah. I I I don't think I I think it is as strong an organization as anything. I I got an email recently from the Constitutional Law Students Society, and it and I think it that that organization has fizzled out more times than it's actually resur- been resurrected. <laughs> Unfortunately. So, yeah. Um. You know. Anyway, I don't know where that that gets us. Uh, <laughs> I think we're, I think we're, it's, it's probably time. I, the last thing I had to say to Chenille, you'll be, you'll, you'll remember this Chenille, but we, I usually had a contest each year where I offer a gift to students who did something that, I think was it Felicity was it Oliver one for your year because of all the jokes oh, yeah. you told oh yeah <laughs> oh okay okay so no, I, I, I awarded okay. a prize to Chenille for <laughs> Well, they, I don't know what, for just being I, gotta, I feel like you got to explain this contest because I, I think our listeners are all like, I know, but what, I, what the I, hell are you having your students do? I, yeah, well, I know. I, what's I, going on? I can't even remember. What was it for being Chenille, I think? No, for telling a joke. No, no, so no. Chenille's um, was different. It was just for being, ta- for, for keeping the class engaged. Because remember you said in the previous podcast how you used to get, you know, used to say things just to make sure that everybody's, <laughs> so I, ga- I gave her the prize this year but it, this year was covid so i have the yeah. prize in my office and i can't give it to her <laughs> so, so i won the prize so, but i haven't gone yeah, yet but it's, it's, it's fine like, it's, it's completely understandable it's like what a prof unacceptable richard yeah so my reputation is well yeah he's that prof who gives out prizes and promises things and then and then, then, then they never like, eventuate hmm. yeah <laughs> So maybe by the time you graduate, you will get to pick up your gift certificate. Does that mean a year later? (laughs) Maybe at your call ceremony, we'll see. Yeah, something Uh, like that. I think that means that we can promise at the end of this episode here that Richard's going to give a prize to all of our listeners. And we'll never have to follow through with it, but we're going to promise just to drag people along with That is not a good thing. I'm trying to I'm trying to get rid of that reputation, Felicity. Not well, so. Never mind. I have to. I have what I have reputation. to do is at some point between now and Chanel becoming a lawyer. <laughs> so the call to the bar, you. right? I have faith in you. I know it will happen one yes. day. It's and okay. it's true. And then now it's out there in the public because I've said so. Right? So I've it made has a commitment. To. Yeah. 
So that's how we end this podcast with me promising you your gift finally. <laughs> I know I will receive it. I and have faith in you. There's no worries. We're fine. <laughs> Thanks again for a really enlightening episode. Jeanette. No problem. Always happy to join. Take care. Second.